hello, um, and thank you so much for joining us. So um, this is my first podcast for the Courier Times, um, and today we are with, well, maybe I can let you introduce yourself. Um, do you mind just telling us about yourself? Okay. Uh, let me just, uh, yeah. My name is uh, Abiola Ajibola. So um, I'm a DSP with Kencrest Healthcare. So I mean, and uh, I have experience working with people with uh, individual who has a learning disability. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how have you how have you been? I know Lauren was telling me a little bit about what was going on with getting tested and everything, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, actually, um, as I said earlier, I've been in this field taking care of individuals, but um, at this very pandemic time you know people are so scary i mean so many changes erupted during that process so um it was i mean during this time it, it was in april so uh, we had an individual in the house you know people do get um positive to covid 19 and in so many organizations so some of our individuals i mean got texted and uh, the normal thing you know people have to um people are so worried of the strength of the pandemic. So there wasn't anybody to look after this individual. Everybody left the house. And uh, I was in my house, I work in Peoli. So um, the scheduling department called onto me. They know that well, they know obviously I always try to help pick up shifts in other houses when they have lesser staff. So they say, okay, they put me on the conference call. The manager was online the head of the scheduling department, other um, co-staffs who are there. And they said, Abiola, we want you to do this for us. Well, I said, okay. When I discovered the strength of the conversation, I moved out of the house. I went into a, secret, I mean, a place where my co-worker, my individuals, will not interrupt with our conversation. And I said, okay, I'm listening to you. This, they told me I was on a conference call, three or four people were online, and I said, okay, I'm listening. And they said, uh, we have this house, we want you to go there, the client is positive, all the staff left. To be candid with you, I had a deep breath when they said that. <laughs> so the client was positive, nobody, all the staff left except the manager. And the manager of the house has been working for like three days all by herself, you know, and the clients needs um, total care. Well, I paused, I had a deep breath, you know, I quickly ran through myself. What have I been doing? What can I do? Am I morally, physically, psychologically fit and ready for the task? I mean, all, these, all those questions ran just a minute in my mind. I need to give them an answer immediately. They say they needed me and they want me to start right now. It was like, like 7.40 p.m. I was trying to do medication for my client in my house. They said I should leave whatever I'm doing. They will pull another staff from another house to come and cover my sheep. They want me to go there right away. The manager has already been exhausted. I said, okay, I will take up the task. I mean... They told me all the support they will give to me as a company. And I said, fine, it's okay by me. I, what I mean, all support. 
any place you can think of, morally, financially, comfortability, say they will give me all support. I say, okay, fine. I will take up the task. I know, I mean, it's something I've always been doing anyway. I always like to contribute my quota in anything I do, to put in my very best in anything I do. In anything, if you give me an assignment, oh, Abiela, please do this for me. Uh, I'm not boasting. The rest, I sure you will get 99%. I will put in all what I could to make it better. So I said, fine, I will take up the task. I just told my colleague, I said, I'll be heading up to, um, to buy Berry now. So and another staff will be coming to relieve me. I went there. I saw the manager. I mean, she was so happy. I said, oh, you come. All my staff left. I don't have anybody. I said, well, fine. Um, we sat down. How do we really work as a team to get the individual better? I mean, at the same time, protect ourselves. You know, that was the most vital thing, quote and unquote. So um, I'm so glad she, um, she's a very nice manager. She listened to my contribution and we tried to outline how, what and what we need to do and how we can get the, the individual the best of the best um, service. So we agree that actually the individual needs total care. One person cannot take care of the individual. So two people have to be in at a time. What are the things do we need to protect ourselves? That is the first thing, I mean, we need to get sort of. How do we use all these things? That's another thing. Is the thing having the equipment or the PPE is another thing knowing how to use it appropriately so that you can protect yourself. So we have the face shield, the nose mask, we have Lysol spray, other disinfectant, we have um, the gown, we have two gowns. We have the um, like short yellow gown and we have a blue overall gown. So we have, we know all our equipment are ready. So on that aspect, we are good to go. So how do we give the client the total care that the client needs? We check for all the needs of the client. The client is on GTube, all what we need to do. All those ones are ready. Now, how do we strategize? It's okay. This is what we do. Before we go into the client's room, after we had our PPE on, we need to spray the PPE with Lysol. She was so paranoid. You know, every time she has this data, she rubs this on the gloves, rubs this on her hands. She says, oh, Adiel, I'm so paranoid. I'm afraid. So uh, we, we motivate each other. So... We said we need to get the wipes. We have a wipe at the, close to the, uh, at the entrance of the client's door. We need to wipe, we need to clean multiple times. So when, after laying all our strategies, we are ready to go. So um, she says she already given, the, by the time I go there, she has given the clients the uh, PM meds. So I need to oversee the clients in the midnight. And that was what I did. That, that was how we started. And strictly, to be honest with you, we go by the rules. We go by the laid down plans. How we use our PPE. You spray your PPE, Lysol, you disinfectant yourself before you go in. And when we go in, we don't take our PPE out. No. We keep the PPE in the client's room. 
So when we are going in, we, we had the overall blue one in the client room. The other inner yellow PP, the overall, was always with us. So we put that one on, we spray it with Lysol, we go into the client room, we put on the blue overall PPE, and we, we take care of the clients. So that's how, that was the, I mean, that's how we keep doing back and forth for 14 days. Wow, yeah. I want to ask you um, a couple of just like background questions. Or well, okay, so I want to go back a little bit. Um, you know, you found out that they were asking you to do this and you said you had these thoughts kind of run through your head. How did you make that decision? Or like what kinds of things did you weigh in your head when you made that decision? Correct. Uh, firstly, uh, firstly, uh, I know myself, my immunity. I always try to, I check that up myself even before COVID. I don't play with my health. That is one priority. Second thing I do is uh, um, I know my intake. I always use the water therapy. I use the water therapy. I'm a kind of person. I take garlic, ginger, even without anything. You know, I always like things natural anyway. So I take all those things. And from what I've read before they called me about COVID, I take, let me say, um, 70% of my intake of my food, they are fruits. So what I've read about COVID was you need to have enough vitamin C and all these stuff. And they were fine. If it's all that, I think I should be good. So that was, that was one of the things. And another thing is, I'm telling you, no matter what I'm a kind of person, I always like to help in every situation. I have empathy for people, a love. In anything, if I see people on the roadside, their car broke down, I'm telling you, I always pull over. I mean, that is just, maybe I'm crazy with that. I just like to help. I just like to help. Because, you know, I had this empathy for, if a client who needs a total care is in this situation and all the staff left, I mean, who is going to help? Why are we in this field? What do we gain if the client dies? I'm somebody, my conscience will always prick me, honestly. And when I see people smiling, if I can put smile on face of people, that is one of my happiest moments, trust me. Anything I can do to put smile on, this, on the face of people, on the lips of people, that is one of my happiest moments. That gives me joy. So I felt if I can do this, I mean, I'll give kudos to myself. So that was what made me, I mean, to spring up into the challenge. Yeah. I, I always believe in win, win, win. Yeah. Um, very optimistic. I wanna, I wanna ask also, like, is that, or why did you decide to get into this field? Um, it, it, does it relate to that at all? No, uh, yeah, well, actually, that's a good question. <laughs> because uh, my background was in management. My background was in management, but, Outside that, I, I was on this field. I work with people with learning disability. I did my master's in the United Kingdom. And I worked with people with learning disability for two years. And honestly, uh, that really spoiled my interest for this field. Because you see people who needed care, and you give it to them, and you see the appreciation they give to you. I mean, it's overwhelming. And I see that with, this, with my clients. The one um, with, with my client I took care of, I'm telling you, 
when she gets over and she smiles, I mean, I feel a very deep thought of happiness within me. Have you been worried for your, I mean, obviously you have, maybe you can tell me how many clients you've, you've served and have you been worried for any of them during this time? No. I mean, worried taking care of them. Or just, you know, worried that they might catch the virus or, or worried about their health. I'm telling you, about me, me personally, I'm never worried. About, my concern is my clients are good. I follow the right PPE. I believe I'm good. I've taken care of three clients. I just finished with my last client a couple of weeks, maybe like, uh, like 10 days ago. And all my tests are always come out negative. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious if you can tell me, do you remember your first day working? I, I, Lauren told me that you started working for Ken Crest pretty recently, but like, how did you feel in your first day on the job? And, um, you know, sort of after that, have you developed like a close bond with any of your clients? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yes, because you no, know, uh, I joined Ken Crest in August. It's not up to one year. And, I was posted to Peholi, that, that's, that was my unit where I worked. And uh, my first day there, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was very, very interesting. Honestly, I don't even know that the, the person I'm talking to is an individual, it's a client, <laughs> you know? And I was chatting with him, everything, we were just talking and it was, Diggling, no, laughing. So, <laughs> so when the manager came and the manager gave me the ISP of the client to read, oh, and I discovered within myself that, oh, I've been talking to the individual. When uh, I said, oh, well, this is very interesting. I always like communications. So that one gave me uh, a relaxed mind that, well, I'm in the right place. And I psyched myself and I promised myself I'm going to do my best. That was my that that was the first thing when I joined Kenquist. So because when I got to the house where I was posted, I'm telling you, it was it was I mean, a rousing welcome for me. They all accepted me as part of the team. And when I had my orientation, that was when I mean I have a deep interest to stay with this company. The orientation was nice, you know, I learned new things. And that has always been my strength. And how many how many clients have you worked with since then? I mean, oh yeah, um, in my house I have three clients, but with this pandemic, with COVID, I've worked with three COVID clients. And um, have they all like been? Okay I mean, in bed? all total, the clients I've worked with, they are over, they are over thirty. Because I'm telling you. Since I joined Kencrest, I've worked more than 10 houses. I've worked in more than 10 houses. And each house, you have three, two clients. I work all over the places. What's been like your strongest memory of, you know, working with your clients? Uh, well, when you, you know, when you say strongest memory, I have many things to remember about my clients, honestly. Many, many things to remember about my clients. 
because in my house alone, I see different things I can't forget. <laughs> this morning, because I walked overnight, this morning, I mean, this is still very, very fresh. <laughs> I prepared the breakfast for them, and the individual came to me. I mean, he can do some little stuff by himself, and he specifically came to me and gave me the breakfast, the oatmeal I prepared for them that he wants me to feed him. And I called him, you can eat yourself. We are here to help you to be independent. And he said, no. Okay, I was just smiling. I took the bowl, I fed him, he ate all, I gave him his drink, he was happy, and he was smiling, and he went away to sit down. So I'm telling you, every day I see different things. Sometimes they will come, they will pull my hands, they will walk me to the, to the yard. That's, at that time, that's what they want to do. So I will oblige them, I will go with them, we pick the football, they, we play with it. So I see different things every day. I can't, I'm telling you, numerous things I can't forget. I've seen a client that immediately I got into the house, the client rose up and he came to hug me. Well, I see many, many wonderful things every day. It's and like I'm you really you, love it. Oh, yeah. This is something, actually, it's, it's, it gives me a very joy. I mean, an invaluable joy within me. Because when you see people who are in need and you feel within yourself, you can make an impact to make them good. I think that is one of the best joy any human being can give to his or herself. And that's always been me. That's what I always look for. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, because you mentioned um, that you had worked over, or you were working at midnight or you were working overnight. Um, have you had to work a lot of night shifts and how has that been? Uh, well, like I always give space. Well, like the, I work overnight now, that is just my shift. I have now I have like uh, eight hours or more before I'm doing my next shift. So I always try to manage my time because health, health is wealth. So I always pick shifts after I, when I have the strength. I had a break and my schedule, I'm, I'm always off on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I always have time for myself and time to, um, to contribute my quota to my job. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been, you know, whether for you personally or on the job um, during this pandemic, what's been the hardest thing for you? Um, <laughs> well, the hardest thing for me was when we run out of Lysol. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> when we ran out of Lysol, oh, it was tough. Because we couldn't get anything to use. And uh, we, uh, we had this bleach. We mixed it with water. We diluted it. But, you know, it wasn't because it wasn't that... Uh, effective and a time when you mix it too hard, too concentrated, um, you, you feel that burning smell. So, but with Lysol, you know, at least it gives you kind of motivation. Let me say a backup strength that, okay, I have the disinfectant, I'm good. So when we ran out of it and we couldn't find, oh, that was my greatest challenge. Yeah, I remember those. Oh, sorry. 
for, but eventually, you know, we let the management know they went to, I mean, outskirts, wherever, and they get it for us. Yeah, I was just going to say, I remember, you know, those sort of early days when all of the, like, hygiene stuff was gone. And, oh, um, Actually, yeah. the only thing we lacked then, to be honest with you, was just that like so. All other PPE, I'm telling you, we have it. The company provided everything, all the three houses have worked. All PPE, face sheet, nose marks, um, gloves. We have everything extra. All gowns, we have all those things extra. The only thing we ran out of was Lysol. Lysol spray. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, because you're wearing all of that um, PPE, um, if you feel like a, like a little bit of disconnect, or not disconnection, but um, if it affects your relationship with your clients in any way. Um, because I imagine that like you have to you know touch them or give them a hug, or how has that been? Oh, yeah, you know, because when you have the PPE on and you work with a COVID client, you can give them a hug. Because in any house where there is COVID, where you are working, you are specifically to deal with that client. You know, we don't want transmission. We don't want other clients to get infected. And even when you are doing anything for all other clients to help them, you have to, as I said, you have to drop off the PPE in the client's room. You clean yourself when you leave the client's room. You see, when you follow right procedure cleaning, when you leave the client's room, you go, to, you go straight to the bathroom. You wash your hands, you wash your face, you clean your nose tree, you clean your, you, you wet, you take a, a, a moist cloth, you mop your clothes, you spray yourself, you make sure you are clean before you can do any other thing for any other client if you want to. Even when the clients, when other staffs came back to that house, I'm um, specifically, I work with that COVID client until she gets better, until she did her test and she was uh, negative. I want to ask if you have any um, family or friends who, you know, are worried about you. Um, like, you know, I know you're confident, but if anyone is, <laughs> anyone else is worried about you. Everybody is worried about me. Everybody. They said, am I crazy? Why am I doing it? Even I, uh, my second COVID house, I met um, in Nigeria, somebody was from my country there. This guy keeps telling me, am I crazy? I'm demonstrating what he said. Say, are you crazy? You too close to this guy? You're doing this? Why? Are you mad? They said you walk in the house before? I said, I'm fine. Don't worry. Just care. I appreciate the fact that you care about me, but I'm good. So, you know, just uh, the thing is knowing yourself, psychologically be ready, you know, just follow your mind. I mean, that's what I would say. Because I follow my mind, I made up my mind, I want to help, and I will do it to any length. Actually, what I have in mind, let me tell you, during the COVID time, I watched on TV that they needed people at the hospital, volunteers, that is what I wanted to do. If Kankrest doesn't engage me, I want to be out there to help. That is just me. But when my company engaged me, well, I couldn't help people outside. <laughs> because I saw it on TV, what people go through. They said they needed people, volunteers to help, you know. So, you know, and I'm ready. That's just me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned that it's sort of a 
mental exercise to kind of, you know, keep, keep just like psychologically with it through this. Um, and I'm wondering how you feel now that this pandemic is sort of going on. There's not really an end in sight. Um, how do you think that this is going to affect your job long term? No, because without pandemic, I'm telling you, I can confidently say this with, with due humility, I'm a very hard working person. Outside COVID, I'm telling you, my services are always needed. Because anything I do, I put in my best. In my house where I work, my designated house, I'm telling you, my co-workers, my manager, they can really vouch for me. In anything I do, I always put in my best. I'm a very good worker. I'm, so I, I can speak for myself, and I'm sure my colleagues and my manager and other, all other houses, people whom I've worked with, they can speak for me. And that's why with Kencrest, I'm telling you, you know, when I, when people, when, because before the scheduling department could give you shifts, when there are um, open shifts in other houses, you must, they must have gotten good recommendations from you. Like I work in house A now, and I don't, I'm not good, I don't have good recommendations, they won't want me to come back. Because we are talking about humans, you know, you're giving services to humanity. So, I mean, if you are not doing good medication-wise, you are not giving them the care as being prescribed, you know, they won't want you to come back. So, as a pandemic, I'm telling you, I will always be busy. <laughs> yeah. Um what do you so for i feel like i learned a lot about um what a dsp does and you know about just um this community throughout researching this article but for those people who don't know as much about um intellectual disability or autism or the people who support them what do you want people to know about that job oh yeah you see the first thing if you are not human passionate if you are not human passionate you can't be in this field. You need to have that empathy. I mean, reverse the situation, let it be me that I'm, I'm having, I mean, learning disability or difficulties. So that is the first thing. If you are not prepared, you see some people, they are in this field because they said for other reasons, when I give them meal, I, I have to sit with them. You don't have to do all of that care. I'm telling you, DSP, role is more than that. Irrespective of the traits or the disability of the client, you need to work things out. Your main purpose as a DSP of being there is to make the client to be independent as much as possible. Let them feel human. Let them feel they can do one or two things themselves. Me, I go to the extent I teach my clients how to fold clothes. You can do this. I never don't believe nothing is impossible. That is me. And I believe this our brain can take as much stuff as you put into it. Whatever you want to learn, it's always there. So as a DSP, when you have that mindset, when you, go, when, when you get into your job, you have to understand the client you are dealing with. You need to read the ISP individual service plan. When you read the ISP of a client, you understand the do's and don'ts of that, of that client. 
that you've understood in book, that is what you read. Now, putting it up practically, you need to see the, some clients, they will tell you they don't want to take their medications. They will tell you they don't want to have dinner. They will tell you they don't want to have shower. How do you manage that? That is where the challenge is. But if you've been working with such clients, I have a client that will tell, that will tell you is not having dinner, is not having shower. Give this client a Coke. Give him soda. He does everything. He does everything. I have a client that will, I have a client that will tell me he's not going to have a walk, he's not doing any exercise. Just, okay, just tell him, okay, Mr. Hey, have your time. Watch TV and go, go back to this client after 15 minutes. He's ready to do everything. You know, that is what you've read in book, but how do you manage what you've read practically? There are clients, all what they need from you to get them on is just a hug. I have clients when I get into the house, hey, Z, come, give me a hug. You look so good. Oh, how was the day? How was the program? It tells, okay, that's all the client needs. Communication. It goes a long way. When you understand your client and treat them good, let them feel human. Let them feel they are able. Good, I mean, you know, good meal. Disability doesn't kill taste. That is the fact. That is, that is, I mean, all these are practical experiences. Disability doesn't kill taste. When you give a client meal that is not good, if the disability of that client is the client cannot speak, as autism, I'm telling you, the client will push the meal away. I've seen it, I've seen it happen many ways. The client cannot talk, but the sensory organ is active. The client will tell you, it's going to push the meal away. That is to tell you, they know what they are, what they are doing. And when you bring something nice to them, they will eat it. So, I mean, just a, a total passion and care. So, DSP is not a role. Some people look at it on the aspect. Once I give them meal, I don't have to clean them up. I'll just sit down and monitor them. Sometimes I have conflict with my colleagues. You are not allowed to do this. You earn your daily living from this job. When the client leaves a point and goes, you need to work with that client, know where he's going, and make sure he's able to do things by his or herself there and is comfortable there. That is all. So, you know, it's just total, I mean, just having empathy, just reversing the case and putting myself in that situation. That would be a strength and a motivating thing for you to go extra mile. My clients are always part of me. Trust me. I think we can all definitely take lessons from that. Um, I'm wondering, you know, I feel like I asked you a lot of questions, but was there anything that you wanted to talk about um, in terms of, you know, the pandemic or your work or that I didn't ask about that you wanted to talk about? So, yeah, um, well, what I want to talk about is, um, you see, companies. Uh, you know, I've heard so many things about companies. Anyway, I've worked in a company before. I mean, about Kencrest. And, um, with the pandemic, I'm telling you, um, they are kind of, they motivated me. Because 
That makes me to take my first COVID client, second and the third client. And I will tell you one thing. When they asked me uh, with my first with my first client, when they asked me to leave Peoli right now and go straight to that place, I said, Oh, I need to freshen up, I need to do this. Joe, please, we need you right now. I said, okay, I take you by your words. I start up my car and I move. When I go there, bed, iniquities, everything. I needed to get from my house, they provided it. That gladdens, that gladdens my heart that I'm good to go, including feeding. All my 14 days, or uh, I think, yeah, I was there about 14 days, like 21 or 18 days there. They cater for everything, including feeding, everything. So, you know, and the pay wasn't bad too anyway, you know, you hand, I mean, I work to hand money. I'm not doing it free. The pay was good. So when they had a second client and they said, okay, immediately I finished with my first client. Said, okay, I'm moving you to this place. I said, well, that's fine. So far, same remuneration. The, what is it called? PPE. Every, I got there, same services. So, and... That's on the company aspect. You know, when your company supports you, you will be encouraged to do more. And, but in a place you are by, they don't really support you, you know. We are human beings. You get discouraged. There could be conflict along the line. They are not perfect, nothing. I have a conflict with them anyway. Yeah, and I told them, this, this, this. This is my company, but I expected you to do more. I expected you to do more. I'm always ready to serve. Even at midnight, 12 a.m., they don't get a staff, they call me, I'm good to go. The scheduling department had called me 12 a.m. that I need you to cover a sheet for me right now. That's me, you know? My car is in good condition, I start up my car, I'm good. So, I mean, to all other people in, in this field, uh, I've seen a lot of things, the good, the bad. We need to really put in more. I mean, people whom we care for, they are not animals, they are human beings like us. I've seen so many things, I'm telling you, even outside Kencrest, I worked with a company before I joined Kencrest. I've seen so many things. I've, I've never worked in a nursing home, and, but I've heard so many things outrageous things and you know you have to clean people's boards whatever you know it is care that is your job you need to do it with total joy and care you know don't treat people like animals give them good food show them love let them know that you care for them this is all what the individuals need all these things are little little things clean up their clothes on time, fold it, let them dress neatly. You know, all these things matters. Psychologically, it helps the client. I'm telling you, my, COVID, my first COVID client with uh, Celesta, with the PM, I'm telling you, when we finish with the individual, we will see the client smiling. And I think that is because the, the client needs total care. 
she's on G, G, G2 feeding. So, but when, you know, when we tell her, Tom, we clean her butt, you know, we give her, when anytime you finish with this line, you give her total care, you will, she, she will smile. Not that a client will pull and you will leave her for hours. I mean, out in that way, even no matter the kind of medication is given to that client, it's going to take ages to get better. I'm telling you. All these are facts. So, and you know, people, the way sometimes when we do things, but one thing we need to know, whatever say Sarah, Sarah, what we do, we be. But whatever you do comes back to you. So if people don't want to put in their best, they don't want to care for the individual, they're all after the money, it will come back to them. Everybody will pass through old age, one way or the other. So whatever you do comes back to you. Yeah. Um, one, one last question sort of related to that. Um, I'm just wondering how you feel like, because you have worked in a place other than Ken Crest, and what you hope will improve in the industry um, as a result of this. Um, or, or just like, yeah. Does that make sense as a question? As a result of working with Kencrest or working in another company? Oh yeah, just like because of the pandemic, I feel like you know we're sort of seeing some of the places where these services can be improved. Um, and I'm wondering if there's anything in the industry at large that oh, you, I'm that telling you're... you a lot, <laughs> a lot. I'm telling you. You see, uh, I worked in UK and I worked on this field for two years. And uh, I mean, in the United States now, I think I've been working for two years now, going to two years. I worked with a company before I joined Ken Christ. Um, I, don't, um, I may not have the opportunity to talk to the management or wherever, but you know, communication is vital. And the staffs, let the staff, let the individual let them have kind of encouragement, appreciation. You know, com different companies have different strengths. Some companies I've worked for, they celebrate, even I'm not working full-time with them, they still celebrated my birthday. If I, you know, all those things, um, I studied marketing anyway. I have my, my master's in business management. That is what they call uh, email marketing. Your, your clients or your customer, send them email, like good morning, send them, you know, cards, all those things. So, I mean, like some company, you need to ma um, make your staff, let them be more valuable. It's very, very vital. Because even among colleagues, when people talk, I mean, when people say things are job, that is what they have in mind. I'm telling you. They might not have the chance to get it across to the management. But companies in, in this field, they need to really do more to their staffs. They need to really do more. Because we are human beings. We never know. Nobody will know that I mean, COVID is, is, is going to spring up. If people have been taken care of or they have good remuneration, I mean, some companies, they pay bonuses and all the rest. You know, people are motivated to do more. So that's on the aspect of the companies. I've said the aspect of individuals earlier. 
I mean, staffs, they need to put in their very best. If you want something good, something big, show they are ready to put in more. But for staff who are putting more, companies should not let them get less. Let them get more, more too. And that will make them to stand. People, those are things why people change jobs. If you are good in a place, you don't have to change jobs. You know, I mean, all human beings, we don't need little care here and there. I mean, it's a sequential thing. It's something you pass on. Company cares for you, you show, I mean, you give the same care to the individuals. And to the government, I'm telling you, <laughs> even it's all over the places. But, you know, I don't really know how, what I can say to the government to help. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's kind of a complicated stuff because people manage those affairs for them. We only have one person at the at the top who is the head. So in, in everything, whatever we do, we should always just do the best anyway. But companies to the staff, I'm telling you, I mean, they they, they have to do more. Hmm. They have they have they have to do more. They have to do more. I'm telling you. Like I said, many there was a time. They told me, can I get somebody like me who can do, within, within my company, within Kencrest, who can do the same thing I'm doing? I have a couple of people who can do it and they're ready to do it. But you know, they have their reservations. They tell me because of this, they can't do it. They've been in Kencrest before me. Some of them have spent 10 years, some have spent five years, but they say, oh, I can't do this for the company, you know? So, I mean, those, just, I mean, just take care of your staffs. Like the company I, I said, I'm telling you, you know, each company has different strengths. I've just given that as an example. Their strength is, even without pandemic, during pandemic, I got the best and best and best of care from Ken Christ, including the directors, the managers, everybody were giving me their support. They keep calling me, they're motivating me. Do you need anything? That is fine. But it's not only during pandemic. Like my, the company I left, I'm telling you, they're very good at that. On my, on my birthday, I just saw gifts. I don't work for them, but they still remember my, my birthday. On my birthday, I just saw the gifts from the company. It goes a long way. So. And even after the pandemic, too, you know, <laughs> like. Oh, I'm telling you, and I know. I mean, a company they they did that when I worked for them, when I left them, they still they still do it. So and I I know that, they, and they keep saying, when you are with us, what you did for our client, we can't forget it. So. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that, um, and I it was really nice to meet you over Zoom. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I really wish you the best. Um, I think I'm going to stop this recording, but thanks everyone for listening in. Um, bye-bye.